He's a world-renowned celebrity chef, entrepreneur, author, fitness authority, and the list goes on and on. And I knew him way back when. Hello and welcome to Living Well with Robin Stoloff, empowering you to live a healthier life. I am so excited to welcome Robert Irvine, celebrity chef Robert Irvine. How are you? Listen, I'm not a celebrity chef. I cooked for you first, so that doesn't, it doesn't count. I was going to mention that before we dive into this. It's a long time ago, but when you were working in Atlantic City as a chef, where I am right now, and I was in the television business, of course, our paths crossed, and I interviewed you many times, and you were so gracious and kind to agree to come to my home and do a cooking demonstration for my friends and family, Italian night. We had the best time. It was just so nice and so wonderful of you. It's so funny because occasionally I'll go through, I have two cases of pictures in, in my library here. And occasionally I go through them and I found the original picture, one that you actually, funny enough, sent me. Um, and I found it. it. had such a great night. Atlantic City is a very close and personal thing for me. Uh, it's where I cut my chops as a chef um, and TV, you know, the, the weekend TVs and things sure. that I would do there. Uh, that really kind of catapulted me into this world. So uh, I love going back. I wish I had a restaurant there. I wish they did. Well, come uh, on, we need a wine. good restaurant. <laughs> I think they, I, I wish they'd do food and wine again. Um, yeah. But we'll see what happens. Yeah, well, that was a wonderful night. How many people can say that they have world-renowned Robert Irvine cook for them? So it was just, it was so much fun. And that was, I'll tell you what, my son was two and now he's 22 in college. So... <laughs> Yeah, we haven't right. changed a bit. We haven't changed a bit, right? <laughs> I know, right? It goes, it goes quickly. So you have got so much going on. I can't even keep track of it all. It's amazing. But let's talk about your television shows. You have six going on right now. I think most people probably know you best from Restaurant Impossible, but what are you doing? How do you keep it all together? It's interesting. Restaurant Impossible has been running 13 years which, which is far beyond my wildest dreams. Um, Dinner Impossible just came back. I started a new show yesterday with John Taffer um, called Restaurant Rivals, which is pretty amazing. Me going against him fixing a, a restaurant in a very short amount of time. Then we have Revisit, then we have Cheat Day. Um, so there's a lot going on in that world. Uh, I'm on the road 345 days a year, uh, 150 of those with our military. So there's, there's kind of a, a section of that. But it's busy, and, I, and I, I don't know any other way to be other than busy. You're either fast forward or you're stop, right? And you are fast forward. <laughs> That's for sure. So tell us just briefly, what goes on behind the scenes? Let's just talk about Restaurant Impossible. It's mm -hmm. really a, a people show. It's a cooking show, but really more of a, a people show, isn't it? It's funny because people say to me all the time, you know, is it really 48 hours? Is it real? Is it... Um, Yes is the answer. It is the realist. I know nothing about the families before I go in. And I choose that because I want, I don't want to prejudge people. So you tell me the story when I walk in. Um, and in actual fact, the build is around 36 hours because every time I have to talk in the restaurant, I have to stop them working because it's too loud. Sure. So Tom's been with me 13 years. Um, we've done almost 300 episodes of that show. And um, we are, in the last three years, 96% successful of, of those restaurants that we touched. And the probably, the probably the biggest thing that people don't know is that, yes, it's 48 hours of filming with six cameras and da-da-da, 
but what we don't show you is all the stuff that happens behind the scenes of teaching or, or, or things that the, the, the store owners or the, the restaurant owners tell me, you know, their sexual problems, their, their marital problems, their, their kid problems, because it's none of the viewers, um, business really yeah but we have to deal with that we've had no people kidding. that have been we've had people that have been raped um oh my god we've had people that are that are and and i'm that conduit to they feel comfortable enough to yes. tell me and then we have the responsibility of getting those people help Mm -hmm. So those things you don't see on the show. So you talk about behind the scenes, they're behind the scenes. When I spend a lot of time dealing with things that are not restaurant related, but really family related. Yes, they are. And you have done such a wonderful job in helping people. It's almost like you're a counselor in a way. Yeah. And that comes from Atlantic City, I think. <laughs> <laughs> you had to learn to be, right? <laughs> yeah. We're working in Taj Mahal and on all the unions and, uh, and Bob McDevitt there, who's still <laughs> the president there of the union. You know, I worked really closely with him and, and mm -hmm. really started to understand people. So I think yeah. Atlantic City gets the, the nod I to think that. that's what you're probably, you're, you know, as well as being a world-renowned chef, you, one of your biggest strengths is understanding people. Because in, it, that's really the bottom line when it comes to everything. It's all about yes, the people, you know. So let's talk about Robert Irvine Foundation. I think this is just phenomenal. What's it all about? So uh, for years, I worked, even at Atlantic City, I'd worked with, with many famous celebrities. Um, and then I, I, on social media, um, I met Gary Sinise. So for years, I worked with Gary Sinise, and I still do, on his foundation that's now probably an $80 million foundation. Um, and about seven, almost eight years ago, I decided I wanted to really focus on mental and physical health. And Gary does um, um, building homes, and, and we still do those things. We build, and we buy, buy dogs for post-traumatic stress, and we, and we send people away, and we run all those kind of programs. But I really wanted to, to, to branch off and focus on mental and physical health, because I'm a fitness freak just like you. Mm -hmm. um, and when I think of the work, and we can get into that later, but with, with a military feeding and fitness, it kind of followed my path of, of where I come from. So the foundation is really about eight years old. Um, it, it focuses on, on mental and physical health. We travel about 150 days a year uh, with our military, um, Afghanistan, Iraq, Syria, Poland, Spain, you name it. Um, in that time. And I really focus on what we're doing with the military, which is H2F, which is a holistic approach to food and fitness. So it's not only nutrition, but the foundation is based on that work. So it kind of goes full circle with the food that I create, um, the people I serve, and then uh, our nation's military and Gold Star and veterans, Gold Star families and veterans. So the foundation is all about making life better for those that have served, those that are still active duty, and those uh, Gold Star families that have lost a member uh, through war. Uh, who deserves it more than them? And I'm so glad you mentioned mental and physical health in the same sentence, because so often people talk about physical health as if it's a separate thing. It's all one. And I do so many interviews on uh, mental health and I think the attitude is changing, but people still have a little trouble accessing help. If you broke your leg, you would go to the doctor and you would go yeah. get help. If you have um, mental issues, people still have a little bit of a stigma behind that. And I'm sure in the military it exists. So you're, I'm sure, sure you're trying to overcome that. Yeah. I, you know, years ago, I, I, um, 
did the SAMHSA Awards, which was an award, a, a TV and, and movie awards for, for portrayal of post-traumatic stress and really getting it out into the, the general public. And I, I felt that was for me a big change. And I've worked with so many amazing heroes that have lost limbs, that have not lost limbs, that are just, that are just marred by, by war. Um, and it's very hard for people to ask for help because they don't know how to. Mm-hmm. Um, and we see, and you just mentioned it there, uh, Robin, that, that now it's becoming less of a stigma, but it's still a stigma. And people, yes. you know, for me to be out there and saying, hey, guys, listen, we have this foundation. We can help you in any way, shape or form. We partnered with uh, Boston University. Uh, we talked about, you know, um, the NFL with concussion and all these kind of things, bringing that learning into our military space and our kids, especially through COVID, right? COVID, Absolutely. people being crammed up, suicide levels gone through the roof, uh, not only in, in young adults, older adults, but also in children. Yes. And we never hear about that. So, so I, I think it's um, one of my missions to make sure everybody knows that it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to get, um, talk to people, even if you don't think you have something wrong with you. Yes. And yes. I think that's our foundation. That's our physical. That's our mental. That's our spiritual. Mm-hmm. It's not Absolutely. just one thing. It's not physical. It's not mental. It's spiritual as well. It's and I, I think it's so funny. For 10 years, I've been trying to get 10 plus years with the military. Uh, and finally, we're getting there. We're really starting to take care of those that take care of us. And there can be, you know, 19 to, to, to you know, 68 years old but they're taking care of us. And uh, we're finally making that leap. The government and the military is finally seeing, oh, it's okay. Yes. So yeah, it's good fun. And the military personnel themselves, when they start to see their buddy talking or somebody else, Mm -hmm. they feel it's okay to open up. So it's such a, you know, it comes full circle when people actually open up and and it can help them so much. It's just really important. And I'm, I'm glad you're doing something like that because and i will so- say if, if there's anybody listening to this that needs help we have a great a great support system uh, taps.org t-a-p-s.org uh trans- tragedy assistance program for survivors it's unbelievable um we can get you into places and we can get your help from immediately so uh, so if you that have in, that I'll issue put that please- in the show notes i'll put it in the show notes so people can can access that that's wonderful so let's talk about some other things that you're doing, you are an entrepreneur. You are really something. And I would like to talk to you about the Fit Crunch, about your book, Fit Fuel, and your workouts. Because you know, I love my workouts. I'm into it and been doing it my whole life, just like you. And I know you work out quite often, right? I work out seven days a week. I've just, in fact, come back uh, from, and now as I get older, my training kind of changed a little. Um, but let's talk about uh, Fit Crunch first. Fit Crunch started um, ooh, eight years ago, roughly, uh, and I made the first bar because the girls, the girls wouldn't eat breakfast. And uh, it's now phenomenon. It's now a phenomenon that is uh, 150 million a year business um, in 95,000 retail locations. And here's the here's the coolest thing about Fit Crunch. Not only is it good, and we've got lots of, of, of great flavors, we do good. So everything that I do goes into our foundation to build homes and do dogs and whatever. But actually, November 
uh, of last year, I built a bar, created a bar, strawberry strudel for Susan G. Komen. And we sell that bar on Amazon and all the money goes to see for one year. Uh, so we're doing good things with it. As that far as, you know, great. kind of uh, uh, the fitness routine, you know, I'm, I'm working out with 20 something year old uh, Marines and, and <laughs> Navy feel, guys and Air Force guys. I feel you. Every time, every time I go easy. somewhere and I just came back from Japan and I got off the bus at at uh, five o'clock in the morning to meet 500 Marines have been landed at two o'clock in the morning. And I heard one of them say to me, oh, there's the old guy, let's mess him up. And I went up to the young kid <laughs> and I said, I am old, I'm already messed up, but I'm gonna take you for a run. Um, and these, these are, you know, great, great warriors. And just to keep up with them, uh, mental health, physical, the travel I do, the workout for me, as I said, is not so much heavy anymore. It's more um, functional. A lot of core training, um, a lot of um, cardio that that we don't think of, of jogging on a machine and doing ellipticals, um, sled pulls, and all those kind of things that that are alien to me. As a body kind of builder, you know, I yes. embrace the, the the muscle and fitness of the world. All I the time. saw that, and you look fantastic. And you got to be the most fit yet out there i have to say <laughs> uh yeah maybe uh but i love it i for me it's an escape uh much yes. like i'm sure it is for you it frees me up my guys know not to call me when i'm in my workout and it gives me an hour of, of self time mm -hmm. um, which i need yeah. because we've got so much going on well none of us um, have an excuse because if you can fit it into your day we should all be able to fit it into our day well i remember a story when i lived in jamaica my boss uh was a justice of the peace and he, he called me and he said, hey, listen, I want you to come to the gym and work out with me. And I said, oh, I'm sorry, boss. I've got, you know, I've got 1500 rooms, you know, uh, eating dinner kind of thing. And uh, he, he hung up and he called me back five minutes later and he said, uh, well, if you can't spend five minutes, pack your bags. And I said, what do you mean? So anyway, I got changed. I went to work out. Louis Farrakhan was at seeing the gym with him. I worked out with Louis Farrakhan and, and two big huge guys i went back 45 minutes later and everything was still the same and and basically what he taught me there is mm -hmm. you know the world's not going to burn down for you taking an hour of, of the day and, and and focusing on yourself and i use that lesson a lot even in my book fit fuel um and family table and and all those kind of things you really have to take time for yourself. And I've watched you on your on your all your little um not little, but I, I think they're very cute, your little um TV pieces on working out and, and what you do and um and as we get older, we need that. Well, I'm getting right? up there too. So my objective with that is to hopefully inspire someone. My husband and I have been doing it together to try to, you know, just, just get started. Take the first step. I always say I've never left the gym or done a workout and, and regretted it. You always feel no. good after. It's just getting your sneakers on. It's just getting yeah. started. And that's sometimes the hardest part of it. And inspiration is a great thing. And, and when you see somebody doing something simple, oh, I can do that. And the minute you get them hooked, and they feel good after, and you're exactly right. I don't enjoy leg day. Nobody does. Nobody and yet does. my trainer <laughs> kills me. Um, it kills me, and then I feel good afterwards. So, you know, I. it's just fitness is good for the body, for the soul, for the mind, uh, oh, for everything. 
So Liz, my husband will come home after a long day of work and goes down to our basement gym. He works out and he comes up and he's so happy. He's like a brand yeah. new person. And it's just amazing what it does for you just in every aspect of your life, your confidence level, just yeah. feeling good, your energy level. It, it is incredible. And I found a quote that you said to tie in your cooking. Cooking is a way to combine the love of food and fitness. And I thought that was interesting. So would expand on that a little bit. Well, I, I find that... Um... For me, this kind of food, family, fitness equals fun, <laughs> right? So, so everybody that works with me, and we have 30, 3,800 folks, I allow them to work out an hour a day, no matter what time of day it is. In fact, not allow them, they have to, right? That's, that's my, my mandate to them. Mm -hmm. And I find that, you know, we're in the food business. So we're creating food that's better for you. For, um, you know, if I think of a chicken breast that's wrapped in bacon and you can go to any store and buy that right now, and it's a thousand milligrams of sodium, mm. right? Which if you think about K through 12 and our military, they have to be under 300 milligrams of sodium. So they can never eat that food yet. They do when they go home. Mm -hmm. So our business is built around better for you. We do have some indulgent stuff, but food and, and fitness and sleep and all those things that come into that little circle mm -hmm. are how you feel. And I feel that food can change the mood. Fitness can change the mood. And when, when my kids come here, you know, I make them put the phone down and so they could, instead of doing all this, so you can actually converse and have fun. Yes, and, yes. I, and I always tell families, get your kids involved in food early. Take them to this store, blindfold them, let them pick out greens, cook give them prizes, let them make a mess. Because the more they're not afraid of food, the more we don't go to junk food. Mm -hmm. And we have it in the military right now. We have 90 something percent food uh, insecure in our military, which we're addressing this year. But it's, it's the same on the civilian side. So we're trying to figure out, you know, how, how does food influence behavior, which it does. It also uh, influences post-traumatic stress because of memories. So, mm -hmm. so food mm -hmm. is a huge contributor to everything we do in our world. Oh, and it I, absolutely and I find, is. I find that in my moods, if I don't eat and I'm on set and I, and I normally, uh, years ago, I would not eat for the full 48 hours because I'm so busy sledging, dinner, cleaning, all the things you don't see that I do. And one of my producers, Jill Lippman, came to me and said, are you okay? Did you eat anything? I'm like, no, I'm too busy. I, you know, whatever. Um, and she realized that I wasn't eating. And, and here you are in a restaurant. This, this, this <laughs> you probably fixing yeah. a restaurant and, it, and ripping everybody's head off because I was hungry. Yes. Um, and that's the first thing I ask people now. When was the last time you ate? Yes. How are you eating? How often are you eating? Because Isn't that does... it funny that it's something that's so basic and yet so complicated at the same time, in a way? You know, we make it much more complicated than it is. We do because there's so many people, you know, I'm not a believer in diets. I'm not a believer in all those fat things. I'm not. A, listen, eat smaller meals more frequently. Um, you know, protein the size of a deck of cards, uh, carbohydrates the size of the old mouse. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. Not on your finger now, but um, and and hydrate a lot. And you'll mm -hmm. be, you'll be surprised. So I often tell, so I just finished in Miami at South Beach and I have a big, I have a big class there. Uh, and I tell people all the time on a Saturday morning, they've all been drinking on a Friday night and I tell them, okay, when do you eat? 
when you hydrate and, and it's funny to watch, they're all crazy workout fiends, but they don't eat and they don't hydrate. Eat properly. And, and you don't have to eat rabbit food. I'm not no, saying. No, I was just going to say a lot of people, my mom used to say, I don't want something that's, she used to use the word dietetic. And she would make a face. Oh, dietetic. Yeah. And, you know, I said, mom, there's a lot of good food that you can make that's mm. healthy, that's not high in fat or a lot, of, a lot of calories that you can enjoy. Just have to learn how to do it. Yeah. And we use a lot of, I use a lot of acid. In all my books, you'll see I use a lot of acids, lemon juice, lime juice, grapefruit, um, uh, stuff like that, and vinegars because it breaks down um, the food immediately instead of waiting, you know, uh, to speed up the metabolism. And it's so funny because I tell people to eat all the way up until you go to bed. So every night I have a yoga um, uh, with 15 grams of protein and a scoop of, of um, uh, peanut butter and I go to bed and that keeps me till the next morning. What a lot of people don't realize is when you don't eat, the last meal you ate at six o'clock and you don't get up till six the next morning, your body holds that food and doesn't mm -hmm. burn it, you know, because mm -hmm. it's in a dormant state. So I teach a lot of females and they say, if I eat, I'm going to gain weight. I'm like, no, the more you eat, I promise, I promise yes. you, you will lose weight if you do it this way. So yes. that's why I wrote the book, Fit Fuel. That is great because we almost have information overload. There's so much information coming mm -hmm. from so many directions. It's hard to know who to listen to and who to follow. It's, it's very tough. So it's good to kind of simplify it all for everyone. Yeah. You know, that's wonderful. So, and you also just started a spirit company as well. So talk to well, us about it, that. It's funny. We've had, we've had the largest distillery in Pennsylvania for five years. Um, but we just launched. So, so Border and Spirits is in Lansdale, Pennsylvania. And during the pandemic really got a big start because we were doing um, sanitizer, we were giving sanitizer away to the hospitals in the tri-state area, hospitals, National Guard, and anybody could drive to pick it up, right? Um, and that's, and we still do that now. But we were the first distillery to do it in the country. Not because I thought of it, because my, my still master thought of it. And I'm like, okay, great. Next minute, I'm getting um, some insurance for six 40, uh, 53 foot trucks of alcohol in front of my distillery. And I'm like, uh, I don't know if I like that. Uh, uh, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, in, in a residential area. But um, so we did that. And um, then I thought, well, okay, so let's take Irvine's. So Irvine's is a national brand now in 42 states, uh, soon to be in all of them. But, uh, and the money again, everything we do goes back into our foundation to, to, to change people's lives. Fitcoin's the same thing the food company, the cleaning company, the spirit company. Because um, I truly believe that collectively, if we do one good thing for somebody we don't know every day, and it doesn't have to cost money, it can be helping somebody across the road, uh, giving them a hug if, if they say it's okay, listening, which is the biggest thing, you know, because you can save lives, or, or going to the supermarket and, and buying the food for somebody who can't afford it because it may be for a child that's not being fed. And I think the philanthropy part of it for me is the most fun. Mm -hmm. And if you'd have said to me when we met 20 years ago, oh, you're going to give away millions and millions, I would have laughed at you. <laughs> I, I would have laughed it, though, at you. Because you're a generous said, guy. You, you have a generous what are you, spirit. Crazy. <laughs> um, and, and yet here we are. And our foundation does millions of dollars and gives millions of dollars away and and. I sleep at night knowing that we are doing God's work, but good work. Yes, 
Yes. Well, that, you know, that is wonderful because there's a lot of people out there that make a lot of money and don't often do that. And it is so true. You've been blessed. You've worked hard for yeah. everything you have, but you have been blessed. And yes. so why not help others with that, those blessings and share those blessings with others, you know, yeah. and it, it is true at the end of it all, when we look back on our lives, you want to be able to say you did something for someone and to help people. Yeah. You come into this life with nothing and you leave it with nothing. And, and, and only this morning we donated uh, a lot of money to um, Jose Andres, who's, who's out in yes. Ukraine, in Poland. Oh, um, doing cooking. unbelievable work. Oh, he's, he's I was with him in Miami. The next minute he's on a plane to Ukraine with a, with a, a great bunch of chefs um, taking care of people. And at the end of the day, that's all we have. We, Absolutely. we have character, right? Yes. That's all we yes. have. When somebody leaves this earth, bless them. We got to say, hey, we did something to make it better. Absolutely. So. That is so true. And before we wrap up, I just wanted to ask you something that I bet a lot of people wonder about you. What really inspires you? Where do you get your energy to do all of this? But you do more than in your life than most people do, <laughs> you know, in five lifetimes. <laughs> Well, I, it's funny because I don't sleep that much. And, and my wife, Gail, who's a professional athlete, um, always says to me, you know, you got to take more time for yourself. You got to relax more. And, and yet I do relax. Inspiration comes from many people. I remember a story in Atlantic City. You've got a, a great chef there named Ruben Espinal. And he started with me as a dishwasher from the Dominican Republic. And I remember taking this kid. He's still there at, at Caesars right now. And I remember taking this kid under my arm and he would come every day to my office and say, hey, listen, you know, this is the idea for a special, this is the idea for a special. And it would never be good enough for a special. And I kept sending him away, do more, do more, do more. Now he's an executive chef at Caesars, by the way. Wow. Um, and he got his first apartment and all those things. And, and he said to me one day, he, he came in and he said, hey, listen, I want to make a lasagna with plantain. And I said, oh, that sounds interesting, because it was, you know, it's a starch. So we did one, and I was blown away by it. I really was, uh, because normally we use lasagna, but this was a better, healthier, mm -hmm, better mm -hmm, tasting thing. And I use it all the time, but I always give him the credit. But I, I think inspiration comes in many forms and, and, and you know, people, you know, places, things, uh, books. Um, and it, it could be the silliest of things. And I'm like, oh, my God, look. Like this. I'm a I'm a people watcher. So I go to an airport, I sit for hours in the airport and watch people. Um <laughs> in restaurants, I watch people, I watch their habits because that's how I, I create products, that's how I create things. Um and, and try and get intuition into people's thought processes. And then I'll go up and if they do something, I'll go up and say, Hi. And they go, Oh, all right, my, 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 my. why did you do that? And they'll tell me, and I'm like, Okay, that was really smart. So inspiration comes in many things. And, and you know, I, I'm, I'm very ha heavily active on social media, Twitter especially. Uh, I, I do that myself. And I ask a lot of questions, you know. Mm -hmm. um, you learn. I, I learn from people in every walk of life. And I think that's the, you know, you just said there's a lot of celebrities don't do things and they should. Absolutely agree with you a thousand percent. Mm -hmm. But I think a lot of people can be humbled by just listening, you know, and, and learning. And, and people say to me all the time, why, why, why do you take that idea? Why, why are you working on that? 
because somebody said it was a good idea. And I think it is, yes. you know, some of the smartest people in this world way before our time, you know, the light bulbs and, and all these other things that have gone on uh, coat hangers that don't slip your clothes off anymore because of the piece of foam. <laughs> the simplest thing, right? How, silly, thought of that. how yeah. silly is that? But it's a billion dollar business, right? Mm -hmm. So, so there's nothing silly um, and I always say this when I ask people, you know, if you have any questions and I say, there is no silly question, only the one you don't ask. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. Um, so, yeah. I, did you, you ever know, that think inspired. that you people would inspired. be, I knew that you would always be a success in whatever you did because you just had it. You had what they call the it factor. Mm -hmm. You just had it and you were so energetic and really great with people. You just had something i knew it I, but did you ever think that you would ever achieve the kind of success that you've achieved uh no um there has been so many people you know there's a little luck involved there's a little talent involved a little bit but it's really about the people you meet and and the relationships you forge so here we are 20 years later um and i've done that with all all the military folks that 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 i work with that have, that have been sergeants, sergeant majors, captains, and now they're four-star generals. Mm. You know, I'm a great relationship person. I believe in relationships um, and the giving of, of, of things um, without requiring something back. And I think that's the biggest lesson I've learned in my time of making mistakes, and I've made some mistakes, is that when you give, give freely, with no strings, and that can be time, it can be an interview, it can be whatever it is, there are no strings attached to it. Mm -hmm. Because that way, when something happens, and somebody calls you and says, hey, Robert, can you do this? They've chose to call you back. And I, and I find that very fulfilling. I don't know why, um, but I do. I, I, for me, my life changed kind of 10, 12 years about giving and helping people. Mm -hmm. And really throwing yourself into helping people. That's not only the show. The show has been so successful because I said no to being a certain way. Yes. Right. You know, television, you know, there's television. Mm -hmm. They try to put you in a, in a, in a, you know, are you angry? Are you, you know, yes, whichever you category their, they're going to. Yes. Their box. Yeah. Check right. their box. So you've got, you've got John Taffer, Gordon Ramsay, you know, all these other folks. And I'm mm -hmm. like, no, I just want to be me. And I, mm -hmm. and you can see in the last, definitely five years i've really become me and found out who i am mm -hmm. and and i'm a lot softer and i'm not saying i'm always soft but i listen more than i used to yeah so i, I think we that's learn that as we age i think as we get a little bit older i think yeah. we all hopefully learn that that's important and, and your that. daughters have an opinion now so when your daughter <laughs> says that stop being a you know <laughs> Yeah, well, the, the, your kids will always tell you to you straight. You know, you're not a celebrity to them. You're just dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> you know, for sure. Well, you're doing so many great things. What's the future hold? Just more of the same. You know, um, yeah. we've got we've got new shows on the horizon that we're we're uh, working on right now. Um, I'm looking to do big shows like. Um, taking on villages and cities and towns and which and then the world and then the world. Uh, well, we've got the world. We've got the world. We, we, we we're all over the world with food yeah. and, and bars and. But it's not. I, it's so funny because money is not a driver. It mm -hmm. used to be a driver long ago, and people say, "Well, you know, 
people. How, how can you make the world a better place? And I, find, and I find that's what this is now. It's about what more can we do, right? Mm-hmm. How can we change things and be better, like fitness and food and, and kids? You know, I have a lot of kids with cancer that I take care of, and they're the highlight of my life. My family, of course, but when I see these kids suffering and, and you know, I walk into to glass walls in a hospital just to make them laugh, you know, yeah. I know you keep the thing <laughs> on. You know, uh, um, it's, I think it's giving joy to other people. It gives real joy to me. That's, I think that's, that's what it's about. That's the true wealth. True wealth in life. Well, thank you so much for spending the time. I know you've got so much going on, but so great to reconnect with you. And you reached out to me on LinkedIn, which was yes. really yeah. terrific. That was very nice of you. So I thought, well, let me see if Robert has an hour to do a podcast with me. And you were so gracious to, to lend your time. Thank you. Well, I'm always, I'm always got time for you. Now I'm going to run off to meet some lawyers, but. <laughs> I was uh. a lot more fun. <laughs> yes. Yes, for sure. Well, thank you so much. And thank you all. Thank you. Thank you all for joining me today for Living Well with Robin Stowalth, empowering you to live a healthier life. Till next time, please stay safe and keep living well. Thank you.